Welcome back. Episode 12. Today we're going to revisit the idea of messianic miracles. In the previous episode, we talked about this idea that the coming of Mashiach, or belief in Mashiach's arrival, doesn't necessitate belief in a miraculous transformation. Don't expect talking trees and walking houses. The world will continue as it has been until now, the Ramam told us. However, despite the fact that the world will continue in a normative fashion, the Mashiach will bring about a transformation of civilization and society as we know it. Now, as we talked about the previous episode, the Ramam himself talks extensively about the 13th principle of our Jewish faith, namely, Mess. Resurrection. Yet, the Rama maintains that that miracle will take place at a later stage in what we would call the post-Messianic era. Olam Haba, the world to come. Moreover, that resurrection is not going to be performed by Mashiach himself. The Messiah doesn't raise the dead. Hashem will revive those who have passed on, resuscitating past lives. But Mashiach, Mashiach's identity is not going to be determined by miracles and wonders because that's not what Mashiach's about. Instead, Mashiach will be noted for his ability to unite and lead the Jewish people towards spiritual fulfillment and perfection and observance. Mashiach will bring about a situation where the entire world simply changes in their attitude towards Torah, towards mitzvot, and towards Am Yisrael. He'll bring about a liberty and emancipation of the Jewish people from subjugation by foreign cultures, ideologies, and dominion. And Mashiach, the Ramam says, should not be expected to perform miracles to prove his bona fides. The Ravid sharply disagrees. In our previous episode, we talked about the Rambam's Ravid's compelling proof against the Rambam. The Gemara, after all, in Masechet Sanhedrin, talks about the very Bar Kochva that the Rambam discusses in the same halacha. The Rambam brings proof that Mashiach doesn't have to perform miracles and wonders because Rabbi Akiva recognized Bar Kochva as a putative Mashiach. Bar Kochva didn't do any miracles. Yet, Ravid says, the Gemara tells us clearly that the sages set out to investigate Bar Kokhva's claims to being the Messiah. And they came back disappointed. They wanted to see, could he perform an act of judging by scent, Moireach Vidoyan? And when he couldn't, they simply had him killed. In our previous episode, we had the Kesef Mishnah, that's the Bet Yosef, his resolution to this seeming problem or challenge that's posed to the Rambam. The Bet Yosef maintains that this is a discussion that has been ongoing for centuries. These fault lines go back to the times of the Talmud itself. And he says the Rambam follows the opinion of Shmuel, and the Ravid follows a different opinion. Insofar as the Talmud's statement about Bar Kochva being killed, he says, well, we have an entirely different tradition. 
in the Medrash Sheikh Rabba. Today I want to revisit this idea. I want to share with you the words of the Radvaz, Rabbi David ben Zimra. He defends the Rambam in a much more strident fashion. And the Migdal Oz does so even over the top, if you will, really stating the Rambam's position in very, very clear terminology. But most importantly, I want to share something that the Rambam himself wrote. In turn, as we begin to appreciate the Rambam's approach and opinion, you will see that the Rambam's ruling is entirely consistent with the Gemara of Masechet Sanhedrin. Now, that's not to say that Ravid can't have a different opinion, but the question that the Ravid poses from the Gemara of Masechet Sanhedrin, page 93, well, the argument lacks integrity because that statement in no way disqualifies or challenges the Rambam's position. Let me share with you the words of the Radvaz. This is printed in the text of what we call the Vilna Rambam, or I'm using the Franco Rambam, which is a perfected and cleansed version where each and every single letter was carefully looked at. The Radvaz says, It is indeed true that there was a dispute amongst the sages. Some maintained that he was a candidate for the Messiah, and others maintained that he wasn't. Rabbi Akiva was amongst those who believed that Bar Kokhba could well be Mashiach. And he makes an incredible observation. Do you think Rabbi Akiva didn't know that the sages had sent and investigated and came back disappointed? Surely he did. And yet, he continued to support Bar Kokhba's bid for being the Mashiach. What does that tell you? It tells you that from Rabbi Akiva's position, and he was the outstanding Torah teacher of his day, and from the position of the multitudes of scholars who followed him, the fact that Bar Kokhva didn't perform that kind of wonder in no way disqualified him for being a putative Mashiach. Furthermore, the Radvaz says, just because he didn't actually judge in that fashion doesn't mean he couldn't have. He says, perhaps the situation never even presented itself. What does that mean? <laughs> it's really simple. We believe that a psak halacha, a ruling of Torah, is something that requires aid and assistance from on high. We call it siyata deshmaya. So if a rav is asked to shaila, he has help from a higher place. If Bar Kochba was going to be asked a, a question, say the Pepsi challenge, <laughs> he wouldn't do that with Meirech Vidoyen. That's not what this ability or superlative spiritual quality is, is intended for. And maybe when Bar Kochba was asked a question, it wasn't the kind of question that required the marshalling of this ability. I mean, how would they know with certainty that should the circumstance a situation prevent, present itself, that Bar Kokhba couldn't have been Merech Vidoyen? The answer is, they couldn't have known with certainty. And the Radvaz argues that as such, it in no way presented a challenge to Rabbi Akiva's belief. What did present not only a challenge, but a refutation of the possibility that Bar Kokhba could be Mashiach, 
was the fact that he wasn't successful. The Rambam is going to talk about this later. He says, in order to know who Mashiach is, we have to follow his trajectory and see if he brings this to its successful conclusion. And if he doesn't, well, then he's not Mashiach. But the fact that he couldn't perform miracles, well, that doesn't identify the putative Mashiach. And the fact that he didn't actually judge by virtue of scent yet doesn't mean he couldn't have been the Mashiach. Should the circumstance have presented itself, Rabbi Kiva figured he probably could do that if he's actually a Mashiach. Furthermore, Radvaz says there's no compelling reason to say that the sages actually killed him. In fact, the Gemara doesn't say that. He says at best it would mean rafu yedehem. They kind of backed off. Didn't go out of their way to defend him. But in the end, bo hagoyim v'hargu, the nations, specifically the Romans came, and they killed him. Finally, Radvaz says, there may also be different traditions. So Rivet can't ask a question on the Rambam. How could the Rambam have such an opinion? There's a tradition that says otherwise. Well, that's one Torah tradition. The Rambam, in his Torah genius, gives us a psak halacha, a ruling, based on another Torah tradition. What's key is that this becomes the halacha. The Migdalos goes much further. He says, you forgive me, very small letters. He says, they killed him? Really? For what? He says, Loma Yomus, why would they have killed him? Ma'asa, what did Bar Kokhva do to deserve a capital punishment from the court? What was there, some kind of case against him? Did he get convicted? He says, that makes no sense to say. The intention of all of the sages was Levarer, was just to clarify. And in the end, the only way we can ever be certain is when we have the Hatzlacha, the success that Mashiach requires, which the Rambam is going to outline himself in just two halachas from now. As such, the Migdalo says, Ravid's words seem to be unfair at best. In no way does it present a real challenge to the Rambam's opinion. But here is what I find most incredible. The Rambam himself ministered to the Jewish community of his time, perhaps unlike any other Torah leader. In the Rambam's day, in the country called Yemen, the Jewish people suffered terribly. There was an evil Muslim ruler who went after them trying to forcibly convert them. There were beatings and rapings, horrific situations. And to make matters worse, suddenly a man claimed he was Mashiach and he was leading people astray. At this time, the Yemeni Jewish population, which was an extremely large one and a prominent one within the Jewish world, was really in a quandary. Their Torah leader was a man whose name was Rabbi Yaakov Alfiyumi, or Yaakov Beirav Alfiyumi. Rabbi Yaakov sends a letter to the Rambam pleading for some clarity. The Rambam authored a letter which is known until this very day as Igeret Teiman the letter to Yemen. It's also known as Petach Tikva. 
The Rambam's letter was written in the Hebrew Arabic, but was translated later into Hebrew, and we have it today. In the fourth chapter, the Rambam says, and with regard to the man who says he's Mashiach as he travels through the cities of Taman, the Rambam says, Da, I want you to know, Shalo smahati mimenu. I have not, no shock or surprise from him or even from the people who believe in him. He says, Lefi, the Rambam says that based on what I know, who meshuga belisafek, this is a madman. He says, I don't believe on the people who are desperate, mikoitzer ruach, in desperation, reaching for straws. Avalani tomimimcha, you Rabbi Yaakov, atam bibnei Torah, you're a scholarly, knowledgeable individual. You have read and studied the words of our sages. My dear brother, do you not know that the Mashiach is going to be an extraordinary great prophet? In fact, greater than all the prophets, Milvad Moshe with the exception of Moses. Do you not know that somebody who says that he is Mashiach or that he is a prophet and then finds the prophecy contradicted would in theory be obligated to pay with his life? It's as bad as saying prophecy in the name of an idol if you say it in the name of Hashem and it isn't true. And the Rambam says, this man has contradicted himself multiple times. He is clearly insane. How could you think that he's Mashiach? The Rambam goes on to describe in superlative terms the, the, the incredible qualities of Mashiach. He says he will be Yosir Me'ulam and Milos Anavim. He will be at a higher level, a greater stature than all the prophets. He'll be more honored, with the exception of Moshe Rabbeinu. He will have a unique relationship with God that even Moses didn't have. Shanemar, as it says, about Mashiach, and here the Rambam quotes those verses from Isaiah. He will be able to judge by scent, not simply by the glance or what meets the eye. As it is written in the 11th chapter of the prophecies of Isaiah, the Spirit of God will rest upon him. The Rambam goes on to quote the other prophecies about the coming of Mashiach, some of those prophecies speak about Mashiach who will be a Pela Yoyetz Kale Gibor Avi Ad Sar Sholem. An unbelievable wonder, godlike in nature, a powerful father figure, prince of peace. Rambam says, Tell me, you believe this maniac is able to measure up? The balance of the letter isn't really the focus of today's class. My point is this. How could the Ravid launch this argument against the Rambam, saying that the Rambam is ignoring Mashiach's true persona, namely that he can smell and judge? The Rambam isn't ignoring anything. The Rambam himself writes precisely that in Igeret's Taman. What the Rambam is saying is that that's not the essence of Mashiach, meaning the miraculous world is not what Mashiach's about. Going back to the words 
that the Rambam himself used. We speak here about the mandate that you and I have to believe in Mashiach and to await his coming. The Rambam says, if you think Mashiach has to do miracles and wonders, if that's what you're waiting for, you're waiting for the wrong Mashiach. That's not what it is about. He doesn't have to be Mechadish Devarim Ba'ilam. He doesn't have to bring novelty into this world. He doesn't have to raise the dead. Will Mashiach do those things? Perhaps. Are we obligated to yearn for that? Absolutely not. Those are not the credentials of Mashiach. And so, in closing, the difference of opinion between the Rambam and the Ravid can be summed up uh, by just saying that the Ravid's viewpoint is that the era of Mashiach is a miraculous era and therefore Mashiach is a miracle worker. The Rambam's opinion is that the era of Mashiach is one in which our world quickly evolves into a place of peace, plenty, and universal God consciousness. The nature of the Messianic era will therefore be reflected in the persona of Mashiach himself. Not miracles, not wonders, but inspired leadership, bringing the world together in the pursuit of common goodness and the knowledge of Hashem. More about this in our coming episode. I hope this clarified things for you. As the Rambam speaks in halachic terms, this is the Mashiach we await. Thank you for joining. Have a wonderful evening.